Blessed Easter morning again to all of you, the folks watching us, uh, to our folks who are outside, and some are in their cars watching via the internet. My friends, last night we had our Easter vigil, and um, we had uh, four folks, uh, four young people brought into the church, and uh, we had uh, uh, another gentleman brought in uh, from another denomination, and my friends, last night I was giving my homily, and I was talking about uh, the stone. I said, uh, I was asking people, who's ready to roll the stone back for another? And little Joseph, the one, raised his hand, I will. And then he went and put his hand down. And I said, well, wait, 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 we got to get you baptized first. <laughs> but for me, it was such a sign of hope. This young man in his heart had so much hope. He couldn't wait. He really couldn't wait. He was ready. He was ready to, to do this. And my friends, uh, last night I was outside um, and I was greeting the people, something that I haven't done in a while. And one of the other neophytes, as we call him, one of the newly baptized and confirmed, um, Dylan, came up and he said, Father, may I hug you? And I said, ask your mom and dad first. <laughs> we had our mask on. But he gave me a hug and he said, thank you. It had been a year since the parishioner was allowed to hug me outside like that. Such hope ran through my heart. And to see that. And my friends, a year ago, we had the Easter liturgy without you present. It was just the ministers. And today you are here. And we need you. The hope. As the year went by, I hope. I hope. And my friends, we Christians, we can face anything. And we have. And we can endure anything. And we have. And we will. As long as we know or believe that it will not last forever, these challenging times. That something better is on the horizon. My friends, for instance, some people will face a very dangerous operation if they believe that the doctor will make them well again through it. And I know from news reports, prisoners of war and hostages uh, can face long captivity as long as they believe that it will end. And they will enjoy freedom once again. And we have faced the rigors of a long pandemic and we've done so with challenges, but most of us with hope in our hearts, knowing that it too will come to an end. Spring will come. And my friends, what this underlines is the importance of Christian hope given to us by our Savior. Christian hope is as necessary for the Spirit as food is for the body. 
It is amazing what the human spirit, which, by the way, God gave you, <laughs> can endure. In what it can overcome. Easter provides an enormous injection of Christian hope to our human spirits. And how much it is needed. My friends, I, I watch uh, the news reports and even yesterday as we were preparing for liturgies, the naysayers, well, all those religious services are going to be spreaders. Well, come on down to St. Nicholas in Gig Harbor, Washington, because we've been following the rules very carefully here, almost to the point of criticism by, by some of my members. Huh? And we continue to do so. But we do so with courage, and we do so with hope in our hearts. There are a lot of challenges in this world and in this life. Good things get destroyed. Good people who try to do the right thing and try to live by right morals and walk in holiness and virtues, they get cut down. Good people have very challenging things and events come their way. And we hear these stories. And to be honest with you, as your pastor, I'm not so surprised by it because a very holy and righteous and kind and loving and forgiving man came into this world, the Son of God, and the world cut him down too because he loved and forgave and spoke truth. But he is risen. The world did not take much notice of the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. The reason for this lies in part in the fact that it was a very humble and hidden event. Jesus did not rise from the dead and then go to the temple area and broadcast to everyone, you see, you nailed me to the cross, but look now. He didn't do that. He didn't point out to all those who had harmed him and humiliated him in this world. Rather, Jesus rises from the dead and, and is seen by those whom he called by name, who he broke bread with, and whom he spoke his words of peace and love. They were the ones who were aware of what happened. And, my friends, even they had great difficulty in believing, as the scriptures for today told us. And even if they had difficulty in believing, they had some hope. We'll hear this in the Emmaus story. They're walking, and they don't even realize Jesus is walking with them at the resurrection. And he said, what's going on? Well, we had hoped. Hope. My friends, I thought about this last night, uh, about the, the disciples on that day and, and all of his friends. Uh, they had such difficulty in believing in him. And the empty tomb. And even when they saw him, Jesus still had to do more 
Do you remember what he did? He has a barbecue. We hear in one of the readings, Jesus ate and, well, let me tell you about this. He rose from the dead and they didn't believe him. So he goes to the beach and he starts a barbecue because his friends are out there on the boat. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh. And Jesus, come, come over here. Let's have breakfast. Go, go read your scripture. Let's have some breakfast. And, you know, they're looking at each other. Do you want us to bring some fish? <laughs> See what's going on? He already knew it must be a ghost. Ghosts don't eat. <laughs> so there it is, Jesus making breakfast for them. And they're eating with him once again to help them to believe. Isn't any wonder why we struggle? And my friends, yet it was this hidden event that freed humanity from the shackles of death and despair. Jesus' resurrection was a sign to those who loved him and followed him that God's love is stronger than anything else. Last night, uh, I couldn't sleep because of the vigil. We were up late, and I started watching TV. I started watching all the craziness on TV. Well, I started watching all the documentaries on the proof of Jesus of Nazareth. All the different things was on the Smithsonian station, on the history station. Well, and then about the shroud. Well, and as I was watching, I'm talking to my TV. Jesus Christ is real, but you're not going to be able to prove it from that. Because they were like, oh, and whoever, great, five foot ten. Oh, and there were, well, we tested the shroud and there was, Samples of flowers that would have been in that region where this Jesus lived. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to help you believe. It's not going to help to prove anything. And there were, the different documentaries were going back and forth. And I thought, well, you know, why am I surprised? <laughs> the disciples walked with him for three years, and they had a tough time. <laughs> Here it is, 2,021 years later, and they're still arguing about I mean, it came to the point where they said, well, who would go into the tomb and unwrap somebody anyway? And I'm like, just about everybody. <laughs> it requires faith to understand this. The empty tomb was not enough. Even the details, they rolled up the burial cloths and the one on his head. I mean, that didn't do anything either. What helped them? Well, one of the things was having breakfast with Jesus after he rose from the dead on the beach. It was the resurrection. Not an empty tomb, not a shroud. But the fact that he rose and spoke and ate with them. My friends, the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a sign that everything he said was true. And all of his promises would be met. And my friends, here is the truth also. The resurrection of Jesus must not be separated from the resurrection of humanity saved by him. By entering into our world and becoming fully human. And by experiencing the bitterness 
that this world could do, including the bitterness of death. Jesus became not only our brother in this, but our Savior, and a Savior for anyone who would put their faith and their hope and their confidence in him. As St. Paul will tell us, if there is no resurrection, then all of this is for nothing. So Christian people must understand this peace. He is risen from the dead, and not just him, but us with him who believe. The passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus were part of God's plan. It's a mystery. You won't be able to figure that one out on this side of heaven. You'll have to wait till you get to the other side. What's the matter with you guys? You have to wait till you get to the other side to figure that out? No? Okay. But this was God's plan, and it becomes it's a mysterious way for him. But in this plan... The Father tells us that his Son leads us to him and to his kingdom. At Easter, we still feel the pain of this world. We feel the pain in our families, among our friends, and the pain perhaps in our own hearts. But a new element has been introduced into our lives. It does not remove the pain things. It lights it up with hope. Everything changed with Christ's Paschal mystery. All is different for the Christian because Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ, has risen. He is alive and he speaks his words of peace and love and hope and joy. Now, just as he spoke, to his friends and followers 2,021 years ago. Faith in the resurrection of Jesus is the basis of our hope, our hope for eternal life. Therefore, there is a quiet joy among us Christians and a deep sense of peace because we know that God is good and that God is stronger than all things, including the thing we fear the most, human death. Love is stronger than fear. Christian hope is stronger than despair. But you must have faith to understand this. My friends, this morning as we came in to start our Mass, we sang, Jesus Christ is risen today. That cannot be just an interesting sentiment. It must ring true in your mind and in your hearts. Because when we say Jesus Christ is risen today, we do not mean only Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, risen sometime long ago. We mean that the risen Christ is here and present today. If you look with the eyes of faith, you will find Jesus among us. He is in his church. And I don't mean just the brick building. I'm talking about the living stones of the church. You guys. He's in his sacraments especially in the Eucharist, the perpetual pouring out of love and grace for us. Jesus is with us, teaching and healing and touching and suffering and dying and rising with us. If you believe and have faith, then not only is Christ risen, but we, his, his disciples and believers, are already living the risen life now by the power of his grace and love. 
Let us walk then this day and every day forward with this joy and this courage and this commitment, knowing that the bright light of Jesus Christ has been brought into our world and into our lives and into our hearts. My friends, the, in watching those documentaries, and I don't know why I keep doing this, but one of the things they put forth was, well, you know, those, those men back then, they were just, they were so grief-stricken, and they just needed something. So in their need and in their mourning, they just wished Jesus was risen. And so he was. I'm like, did you bother picking up the scriptures and reading it? Because that's not how it went. They didn't believe. He had to go through all these extreme things to get them to believe. It wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't mourning and sadness that caused the apostles and all the disciples to believe in the resurrection. It was the resurrection of Jesus that made them believe in it. I just laugh because it's just, <laughs> they get it backwards. To be a Christian is to have faith in all things, as Paul says, and to have hope because of the resurrection of Christ. My friends, as your pastor, I acknowledge Good Friday, and I acknowledge that each one of us have our Good Fridays. A day of darkness and human death comes to everyone. So does Holy Saturday, the day of emptiness and sorrow and mourning. On such days, it is hard to hold the faith but Easter Sunday comes, the time of joy and peace. That comes too. May the Lord in his goodness open your minds and your hearts so that you may believe the good news of his victory over human death. In his love for you, God draws us onwards into eternity into the fullness of life. We go forward more confidently, more loving, more peacefully, more hopefully because of his promise, because of his blessed assurance, because of his love. God of love and mercy, through the paschal mystery of your Son, you have transformed all things for the believer and have kindled in our hearts the hope of eternal life. Guard this hope with your grace and bring it to fulfillment in the kingdom of heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed Easter to you. My dear friends, it is our custom to give a gift away at Easter. And this year we have a book uh, by theologian and scripture scholar Scott Hahn. And uh, it's called The Father Who Keeps His Promises. I don't think I need to tell you <laughs> what it's about. But my friends, one way to look at Christianity is that it's a love story between God and his people. You want to know more? <laughs> Take a read. You should already know just by the way you live your lives in the scriptures. But let uh, this scripture scholar help you understand covenantal love of the Father and how he went about showing that over and over and over again to us. They're available on your way out. Uh, please take one for yourself or for anyone else who you think might be interested in reading about the Father and his love for you. My friends, uh, let us then always walk in love. Let us walk in courage and commitment. 
Let us walk in that hopefulness that Jesus always did. That's why he came. We are his disciples, and we are to walk this way in faith and love and hope in all things. Let us do that. Amen.